back, Crusaders. This is the Nerd Crusade Podcast, episode 31. I'm your host, Ian. And with me, as always, is Courtney. Hello. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about a couple things. Uh, we're going to talk about the new Disney Plus Star Wars show, Ahsoka, as well as The Flash. We finally saw that as it just came out on uh, Max Streaming, or HBO Max, or Max, whatever they're calling it now. And then we'll also be talking about some gaming news that happened with uh, stuff that came out of Gamescom uh, this week and some other news that uh, was posted as well. So we'll start right off with Ahsoka. Uh, This is basically a sequel series to Star Wars Rebels as Mm -hmm. well as like some bits from uh, the Clone Wars because that's where Ahsoka was kind of introduced to. Well, Uh, that's where she was introduced. Yeah, where she was introduced. And like I watched a background like youtube video on like what to know before watching ahsoka Courtney had no background and then our other friend had watched like rebels and like clone wars and whatnot when we watched it yeah so kind of got like three points of view a little bit um going in most the most important thing was that knowing that ahsoka was anakin skywalker's padawan Padawan, and we kind of knew that already already uh she had already appeared in the mandalorian uh a couple episodes there and I think technically Book of Boba Fett, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so her live action ha- character has been introduced, but now we're following up with her and what she's been doing as well as what's been going on with the characters from Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the show came off a little bit odd to us just because we weren't people who watched Rebels or Clone Wars, and that's mainly because... Rebels, I didn't care for, or not Rebels, but uh, Clone Wars, I didn't care for the art style with it, mm-hmm. and it basically felt like a show for children, and Rebels was definitely a show geared for kids. Yeah, it was uh, originally aired on Disney XD in the early te- early 10s, Yeah, and, and I want to say, and then, and it was specifically geared towards uh, boys and girls uh, around like the... 8 to 12 Yeah, and XD, like, if you didn't have, like, a full cable package, you weren't getting XD. So there's probably a lot of people who didn't watch this unless they watched the whole thing on Disney Plus after Disney Plus came out or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Or on a, it might have been on a streaming service, too, at some point beforehand. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, other shows that were on XD, like, um... Kick Batowski never were on anything until it, uh, Disney Plus finally That's came out. That's true. So who knows? It could have been on something else. Um, but it was probably something very hard to watch unless somebody had grew up in a household that had a full cable package of some sort, mm-hmm. which probably way more common now than it was when we were kids. Um, but if also we, we weren't kids <clears throat> in the early days. Yeah, when we were kids, people just didn't have cable packages. You had three channels. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Especially at those ages, like from 8 to 12 and whatnot, it was mm-hmm. rare unless your family was wealthy or whatnot. Um, this is so much a sequel to Rebels that there's literally shots that are recreations of shots and scenes from the cartoon. Um, and basically it's that these characters have grown up a little bit. I think it's supposed to be taking 10 years later. Yeah, 10 years after <clears throat> Rebels is what our friend said that this is what's supposed to take place. Um, so they're in their 20s, maybe one or two is pushing 30. But unless, from someone who's never watched Rebels, 
didn't do any of the research beforehand because I just wanted to come in completely blank uh, and be that perspective of it. I had no idea who any of the characters were except for Ahsoka. And that was it. And it felt like this show really relies heavily on you knowing the other Rebels characters and their personalities and stories. Because the two episodes dropped and both of them uh, didn't feel like you had any link or anything to any of the characters except for the uh, new bad guys that are introduced in this show. Yeah, was watching the new, like the new bad guys are basically the most interesting characters in this show because they're just uh, <clears throat> they're not bounty hunters; they're uh, mercenaries. Mercenary Jedi's, yeah. And Ahsoka also is is not as interesting because, as our friend put, like she was standoffish in Mandalorian because she doesn't know who the Mandalorian was, which is which fine. made made sense. And then, but she also pointed out that like. She wouldn't train Groku because she's not a Jedi. And, like, if you go back into the, her history, like, she was technically kicked out of the Jedi Temple. And there's a big moment, like, I think towards the end of Clone Wars, where she's where she either is fighting Darth Maul or fighting somebody. And basically says that she can defeat him because she's not a Jedi. And then in this, it's like... She's referring... They're almost referring to her as, oh, she's one of the last Jedi or something, which she's not. Mm-hmm. Um... And she's really standoffish still and, and stoic, but like, it does, like Colin was like, it doesn't make sense because these are supposed to be all her friends that she knows, that she uh, helped in Rebels or that she got to know quite well. And like, she is still kind of standoffish to all of them in this f- first couple episodes. Yeah, there's not really like any friendliness like- coming from her to the friends. I can totally understand no friendliness going towards Luke and uh, the Mandalorian. Because, yeah, I don't know these fuckers. Why would I pay them any ten? you know, be super friendly with them? They could turn their backs on me. I have lived through that all my life. You know, it's and this, it's very odd, I would say. And it's also that, like, this show really suffers from it needed a more than just a preschool text, which it does have. Yeah. But it's also interesting that preschool text is also in red, which makes you kind of feel like, is this going to be more of the story of the villains and not Ahsoka's story or Which something? Which I kind of wish it was. Which maybe that's the way it's going to be better if it does, at least as far as we, we see it now. But, like, you really need to know what happened then the Rebels to understand why with what's going on. Like, who's Ezra? Why are they trying to find him? Who's this uh, general that is the heir of the Empire type of thing? Mm-hmm. That all goes back to exactly what happens at the end of Rebels, which is, like... Ezra, who was training as being a Jedi, um, basically him and this general on a ship that Ezra somehow gets these space whales to transport them somewhere, Ooh, and they're like gone. In... <laughs> so space whales like in Doctor Who. So they stole kind Doctor of, Who. Sort of. They're more like space whales slash jellyfish. They all attach themselves to, that, to like a Imperial ship, and then they take off in hyperspace. <laughs> it's really weird. So like they're gone and, dis- and disappearing, and the show starts with... Ahsoka finding an artifact that might help them find Ezra, mm-hmm. which is basically this Rubik's Cube that apparently nobody realized was a Rubik's Cube. Because um, no one decided to actually touch it and be like, oh, look, you can move this. And then the other gal who was in their group in Rebels, who was Sabine, who Colin was telling us that like 
this girl doesn't was not known to have like any Jedi Force sensitive sensitivity in Rebels really, because because she she's a Mandalorian, a... not yeah. a Jedi or a Padawan or anything. But they're making it sound like Ahsoka was her master, and then she decided not to teach her how to be a Jedi or, or anything. But it's weird because like you don't get the idea that she's Force sensitive either at all. Just that she picks up Ezra's lightsaber and uses it in a fight. And yeah, she which ass, ass kicked in. Which anyway. technically anyone can use a lightsaber. Yeah. So that's always been the issue with like Star Wars is like, oh, somebody has a lightsaber, they must be Jedi. It's like anybody can have this weapon. It's just yeah. Jedi's probably most likely not to cut their own fucking limbs off with it. Yeah, they're probably using like a little force shield to be like, oh, that was a little close, so we won't burn ourselves right now. Yeah. But like, there's this relationship that seems almost like a master paddle thing between Ahsoka and her, which he said that seemed kind of weird. Um, but it maybe, was weird on screen from someone who's never seen the shows. Yeah. Either. Um, like I, we're more wondering more like, Hey, she's a Mandalorian. Why is she embracing more of a Mandalorian thing? than this like, I want to learn more about the four stuff. Yeah. Um, and then Mary Elizabeth Winsett's playing a Twi'lek character who was also in the original. I don't can't remember what her character's name was. Uh, but she's originally a, she was like a pilot. Yeah. Harris Sindula. She was a pilot, but now she's a general. But, like... But what... still dress it. Here's the weird thing. Because uh, our friend was saying, like, every character uh, is dressing like how they did in Rebels. In ten years, people change their looks. Yeah, and that's the thing. is, is like, it's weird that... Like, this general... General. She's a uh, general, but she's still wearing her flight suit. Yeah. You want to be wearing your fucking not... lights or flight suit. And it's not even like it's, like a military flight suit like a like red five or them were wearing in the star wars movies it's literally just a bomber jacket and a flight and like an old flight cap with goggles yeah it's like you're a general why aren't you wear dressed in uniform for the republic Maybe people would like <clears throat> take you more seriously if you dress the part i don't know that's just me and living in the freaking real world where that happens yeah, the, the thing we kind of came to the conclusion is like this is based off of a cartoon that's still using a lot of cartoon logic like there's yes. scenes where like Characters are there, but it makes no sense. Like, Sabine was, like, stabbed, so she was in the hospital recovering. But for some reason, there's a hologram image of this general sitting there while, when she's wake, waking up. It's like, well, why is she even here for this conversation? Like, there's she's no not needed. There's no information. <laughs> I understand that she's a friend, but there's no information being traded here. And it's she, like, don't you have... That she would be like, hey, Kate, debrief me once you have the information, Ahsoka. Not like, yeah. hey, I need to be here in the hospital and see her wake up. Exactly. It's like, don't you have you know, other duties and, a, I don't know, a freaking job to do? Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, it's it it's, comes off very odd a little bit. It's very, like you said, child um, logic being played out in this live action when we're used to live action, or more recently, the live action Star Wars series being more serious and be a lot less be more realistic for Star Wars. Within its universe, yeah. Because, like, yeah. the MacGuffin that they find in the first episode, like, it's a map and nobody knows how to read it. And for some reason, they have to take it to Sabine, who is... Our phone told us, like, well, she was a graffiti artist in Mandalorian. It's like, so the military has no cartographers or historians to look at this orb to figure yeah. out what it is. This they, is the dumbest logic they I've have to take it to Sabine. Heard. Let's take it to a freaking graffiti artist. What is she going to do? Paint all over it? Spray paint? We don't even see her freaking art. Yeah, so basically they take it to her and then it's very clear 
that she's going to steal it to go back to her house where she can think so she can figure it out. And like Ahsoka's like, no, don't, don't take it. You got to figure it out here. And then obviously she's going to steal it and she does nothing about that. And if they're really that close to friends from all the stuff that they went through in the past, you'd be like, Hey, guess what? I took this. There's people after me for it. If you take this from, from me, they're probably going to track you down too. So it might be a good idea not to leave with this item. Just let me let's keep it here all in one place, and that way I can protect you and protect us from whoever's yeah. coming after it. Because when she got it, like, assassin droids showed up to try and kill her and take it from her. So it's really stupid that it's like, we're seeing like, she's going to steal it, dude. She's obviously going to steal this and go back where she needs to go to figure it out, which was, I just need to go to my home and not sit in your cargo bay and figure it out. Which, even at her home, she has... Nothing of importance to like help her decipher it. Yeah, she still uses all. the scan that she was given yeah. at Ahsoka's ship. It's so stupid. And that's the stupid thing is that this MacGuffins of Rubik's Cube that it's like everybody has been handling this orb and nobody bothered to see if it twists or moved. And finally she twists it, moves it, and lines up a pattern on it, which like literally an eight year old would figure out after like, oh, this moves and just start messing with it yes. this thing would accidentally unlock by by somebody probably oh my god and of course as soon as she unlocks it the bad guys show up they steal it they take off um we still like don't have a whole lot of information about it. the only thing that we know is that they're not sith because um they're using orange lightsabers and they don't have the um oh i i keep calling them second sisters but they're not second sisters the inquisitors uh lightsabers which is what one of one of the people who... working with them is so that one guy who's masked which everybody like yes. on, on the internet is theorizing is this the incarnation of star killer and it's like no yeah. that stuff from fucking force awakens is not canon they said not, it wasn't canon. it's not star killer who's masked star killer wouldn't have been an inquisitor anyway but he has an inquisitor lightsaber basically there's just this masked guy who's with them the other two are obviously Master and Apprentice, who have orange lightsabers, which from, like, Jedi Survivor, we know that can happen when you bleed. Supposedly, like, Sith have to bleed their crystals that make them red. But, like, we saw the villain in uh, Survivor, who was a Jedi of the, old of the old, old Republic, bleed his lightsaber and became orange. So it's like, orange is, like, more of, like, you're not a Sith. But you're more prone to be an asshole, I guess, and be angry be about more shit. Human, <laughs> like you're not a Jedi anymore, but you're not a Sith, and you're yeah. just more prone to follow your own way and, and probably be more violent than nonviolent. Yeah. Um, and that's what these guys are, because they're merc. And all we know about them is that they're mercenaries. They they're working with these Imperials, but they're not necessarily on their side. They made it very clear that they have their own. Agenda, agenda, but we don't know what it is, and we just know that they're working with them for yeah. whatever the same goals that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. It's obviously not to bring this general back and not to revive the empire. It's yeah. something else is going on here. Um, <clears throat> but like, also with the with these first two episodes, it's like the only people who had agency and were concerned about getting shit done fast were the mercenaries who yeah. like. They showed up, they got every, they rescued the prisoner they were hired to rescue, they got the map like how they were supposed to get the map. And then they got the... They got hyperdrives like they were supposed to get hyperdrives, and like... They, they did, are on it. They it's got, like, shit, man. Whatever you're paying them, double it. They're getting your shit done quick. Yeah, and so like, with Ahsoka and them, it's like, oh, the map got stolen. Oh, well, there's this droid here. Let's go, let's go look in its history, see where it's been. Oh, it's been to this one other planet. 
all right, let's take our time to go there and talk through the bureaucracy of people there to find out, oh, there's some Imperial uh, sympathizers, which, yeah, we knew that from the Mandalorian uh, yeah. episodes that they're... In season three. Yeah, as they took Imperial Imperial people, uh, not necessarily prisoners of war, but they reintegrated them into the Republic, They there's obviously some out there who, like, are still sympathetic to the to the imperial way of life, um, but also like this shipyard where they go to where you're supposed to be like breaking ships, which have been really great <laughs> to tie that into like the first Jedi, um, not Survivor, but Fallen Order mm-hmm. game where like he, that game starts on a planet where they were breaking down uh, ships. Have this have that be the same planet, but it wasn't. But it's like. It kind of contradicts the Mandalorian, where like the Mandalorian, they were saying, "Oh, all Imperial technology just needs to be destroyed because it's all evil, yeah, and not salvage anything." Where this shipyard here, they're salvaging what they can to use engines or whatnot for and technology for their current stuff. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, like there was like some Imperial sympathizers there that try to kill Ahsoka and the general. And did the most stupidest way because they announced yeah. their presence before they attacked. It was so stupid. It's like all they needed to do was delay. And how do you do that? Bureaucracy. Yeah, like the main guy yeah. there was being a bureaucracy kind of dick anyway. But it's like he at the end of this whole conflict thing that happens there, they arrest all the people who were who were in on that queue, including the director. Where I'm like, I don't think he was an imperial sympathizer. He was just a bureaucrat. Yeah. And these two employees like try to kill. The general and the Soka when they were there. It wasn't him doing that, but yet he was arrested with them, too. Yeah, he just arrested everyone. They're like, we're going to cover our butts and arrest everyone. It's like, no, that's not how this works. And, even- and also how the general is like, oh, I'm a general. I should be able to come in and do this. this. It's like, bitch, no. Yeah, because those- You don't have every level of clearance just to do whatever you Yeah, want. because like she was telling you, hey, unclassify this file. It's like, well, I want you to unclassify it. I'm a general. And it's like, no, he's probably a civilian contractor at a working... You military probably hired this con- these contractors to break yeah. down these ships. He doesn't give a shit what your rank is. You're not allowed to look at their classified files if they're classified. Yeah. Uh, so it that type of it's stuff so and messy. and that type of stuff this is like is show. those are the types of things you expect to see in cartoon logic and yes. like and for kids cartoons where they're not going to know how military uh, and contract life work and all that stuff. Whereas a show targeted for adults, you kind of have to make it make more sense because we know how things work. Um. Yeah. But the other thing is, even the lightsaber fights that have happened here weren't very <laughs> good or very entertaining or bombastic. I mean, we don't need people fl- flaring lightsabers like they were in the prequel movies, but they're just not very entertaining. Yeah. it. I don't know. There wasn't any sense of danger <clears throat> or anything like that. Even when the uh, shit you... got stabbed, it's like, oh, everyone survives the lightsaber stabbing except for Qui-Gon. Yeah, because basically <laughs> in the Obi-Wan show, the the, sister, the Inquisitor sister there got stabbed three times in that show. Dude, she, and she still got up and walked away She's a champ, man. She deserved <clears throat> to live. After the first one, and then the second one, it's like, girl, you deserve to live. Yeah, just stabbing someone with a lightsaber just cauterizes everything so, nobody, yeah. so they don't die or bleed out. Anyway, so that's pointless. Because that's what happened to Sabine. She got stabbed, and that's how they get the map and whatnot. But even the lack of tactics, like when there's the when, what tactics? Yeah, there's no like, tactics. When they take off with the hyperdrive from the shipyard, and the general character goes after it in her ship with her chopper droid or whatnot, mm-hmm. 
She stands right, she flies behind it the entire time while getting fired at while they're trying to find a tracker to throw on it. And it's not until they're ready to throw the tracker that, oh, she then positions herself next to it and throw, hits it with the tracker right before it hits hyperdrive and leaves. It's like, you're being fired at. Why are you sitting in line of fire? Just move to the side and move it goes to will hit you. Move a little faster. It's like, clearly you could move faster. I mean, she's a pilot. She's a shitty pilot. She's a crappy ass <laughs> pilot. Yeah, God. so. I don't know. Like, it's... like I said, it's it's a meh kind of feeling. And that's mainly because we haven't watched or attached to any of these characters. It's probably a really well, good... also, you don't gain backstory or any reason to like these characters unless you, prob- like you said, watch the show, uh, Rebels show. Which I'm thinking, like, this is made for those kids who watch that yes. and who are now adults who are very fans of those characters. So they know who they are. They have all the back history. And they're fine with where this is going. I'm more interested in Ray, Ray Stevenson's character and Vaca Sankos, who mm-hmm. are the two mercenary uh, Jedi. They have more interesting stories so far. They have a more interesting motivation. Hopefully this gets better they have as more we go. character, for starters. Um, hopefully Ahsoka opens up more and we see where that where we go there. Um, I'm predicting, yeah, they figure out a way to get Ezra and this general back and then they end up having to fight this general who is like, he keeps saying the heir of the empire, but then all this guy was, was a tactitional uh, general who was building a brand new tie fighter with a third wing. Don't see how building a new jet <laughs> makes you the heir to the empire oh, in the next no. step. But I mean, that's, that's the background there is that he was a, a masterful tactician and basically really? working in the engineering wing of the empire so, so we're bringing back an engineer. And a that, tactician, oh apparently. Oh, my God. Who, okay. who was taken down by space whale slash jellyfish. So, space I mean, whales. if you really want to build your empire back on that, I guess. But, oh. I mean, I'd rather follow the two mercenary uh, Jedi and see what their uh, whole game is in this. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, except Man- I feel like Mandalorian is much better mo- better uh, TV show to watch. Uh-huh. Even- Andor is <clears throat> also really Andor, good. Andor and even Book of Boba Fett, I think fit better than or, yeah than this so edging far. this out um but i'm assuming if you're a fan of rebels this fits perfectly for you you grew up watching rebels you're probably gonna really enjoy this we'll continue watching we'll still give you the play by play of every episode of, of, as the weeks go by another thing that pissed me off what happened to her cat i yeah. think she abandoned that poor cat sabine, and it pisses me off like sabine has one of those cat characters which the is clearly cats. yeah the loft cats, which is clearly like hey we need to sell more of these at disneyland so let's yeah. put this in in the show you got me i i want a little loft cat but like it's locked in a tower the whole time with no windows until no she comes windows, home no way to, yeah yeah that cat's going to be dead yeah. and if it isn't what the fuck what happened to the cat i'm assuming she gave it to the mayor <laughs> the okay town. fine Let's let's give. She, she let's, dumped it there and said, "Take care of my cat." So let's put all our hope that the cat lives yeah, at because, the end. Like when she leaves, she cuts her hair, puts on Mandalorian armor, and goes and leaves with Ahsoka. And it's like cool, she's back in the game or something. But it's like, what, what happened to your cat that you've been like leaving this tower all the time? Yeah. So hopefully she gave it to the mayor and that's taken care of. Um, <laughs> but basically, like I said, if you're a Rebels fan, you'll probably really enjoy this if you haven't watched it. The first two episodes are out on Disney Plus. New episodes every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like it's going to be an eight-episode season. Oh, like, um, uh, oh, the Obi-Wan show. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, whether it gets a second season, I don't know. If I doubt if, it. If it's slated for that at all. Um, but we'll see what, where it goes from there and how the story unfolds. The unfortunate thing is that Ray Stevenson, who plays the main, uh, the master uh, Jedi mercenary, he passed away. So hopefully they wrapped, they wrapped something up. up with this character and weren't planning on continuing on. Otherwise, if they do a, do a season two, he's going to have to be replaced because he's no longer around, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, really great actor. You'll He's he usually plays like a... Uh, a villain. A British villain. Uh, most very notable good thing recently was RRR. He was the British villain uh, in that. Uh, he plays Volstagg and Thor. Oh, he's Parthos and the Three Musketeers, the, the one with the weird kung fu stuff in it. Yeah, the 2011. Um... I don't know he was in this uh, Circus the Freak with Empire's Assistant. This is also an inter- a pretty interesting movie. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, but he uh, was also in Vikings. Yeah, he's he's a really good actor. And it's unfortunate that uh, he passed away, but yeah. like hopefully this is a good send off for him because he's he it's so far so the far best thing him. in the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's Ahsoka. Like I said, we're gonna continue watching. It. We'll give you the play play by play every week as we watch it, what we think and where it's going. Uh, let us know what you think about it. Um, but that is Ahsoka. Like I said, everyone's in Disney+. Plus. Next thing to talk about is The Flash. Oh. And how fucking horrible this movie was. Thank God we didn't pay money to see this. One, like, one Ezra oh. Miller's history with Awful. all his crime and bullshit he's doing. Didn't want to pay any money to support this asshole. And I feel like they should have canned this movie... And yeah. the fact that James Gunn is like, oh, this is going to reset the whole universe, How? doesn't still doesn't really make sense because like, none of it made sense. The way this movie ends, it doesn't work. <clears throat> um, the only this... highlight is Michael fucking Keaton. Yeah, honestly, this movie, I would think people like it for all the Michael Keaton parts. That's the only good parts is Michael Keaton. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You could just watch the Michael Keaton parts and save yourself the two hours. Because I think it would probably just add up to 30 minutes. So you would be fine. <clears throat> yeah, it's a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, just... so just fast forward to all the Michael Keaton and you'll be fine. Yeah, the, like there's a lot. Of, the worst thing about this is the CG. All the CG stuff looks like Xbox 360 well, CG and then Ezra's acting when he's the two flashes is well, it's Because the way he it's plays. Very the way he plays. The younger one? Well, the way he plays both of them, because both, even in Justice League, the way the Flash is depicted is like he has Asperger's and he's a complete fucking annoyance. And he just can't shut the fuck up. Whereas in the TV show, the guy who plays him and the way he's played in the TV show is a lot more like a normal fucking human being. Yeah. Um, And not somebody who has Asperger's or other mental health issues and stuff like that. But like, clearly, having two of them on screen is annoying as fuck. Especially the younger version of himself. And then, like, it's like they couldn't make up their mind on how to do certain things. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the whole premise of this movie is is when Flash goes so fast that he he runs back in time, uh, realizes that he can go back in time and try and save his mother's life. And basically he does that, but in doing that he basically creates the multiverse. And they kind of depict the multiverse how we've seen it in other things like in Injustice, the video games. The multiverse being like these little plant, uh, plant, uh, plantoid things in the game menu. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how they depicted it here. Um, but it's almost a wasted scene because it's like 
your CG made it look like I was playing a three a three sixty game from like two thousand five. Yeah, like it looks really really bad, especially when you it's look so at the CG in Ahsoka or any other modern uh, movie. Hell, now, look look back into two thousand six for Pirates of the Caribbean. That CG <clears throat> yeah. looks a thousand times better than this. This and looks it really really bad. It literally looked like this is a poorly rendered video game. Yes, like they took. The, it looks like they ran out of time and like and oh, money we, and money and we just have to get this out. Why? I don't know. They should have canned this and just let. Uh, <clears throat> The one they can Bad girl out because that was already done and in the can. So this I don't one, understand yeah. their logic of putting this out. It doesn't add anything. It just oh the acting and the CGI and like and the, the story. The poor decisions just on the little things like the fact yeah. that. He runs forward so fast, but when he goes in the time bubble, he's running backwards for some reason. But later on, they're he's just running forward for no reason. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, it's not that he has to it's... run backwards in order to go back in time. He has to run forward so fast that he's now running backwards. Or if he or... gets into that bubble thing that he can... Or then it once into the bubble, it doesn't matter which direction he runs for some reason. It's really weird and makes well, no fucking sense. Because well, they don't commit to it. when they show him running, it just looks... So weird. Yeah, because even it looks like it's slow mo, but it's fat. It's just yeah, because like run when he loses his powers and he tries to do the run, and and the circle in the the lobby, it looks really weird. It's like yeah, that's stupid. Just run like a normal fucking person. They they, he should have studied how Olympic athletes run, and not like Olympic speed skaters. Yeah, not a speed skater, because it doesn't make sense. Because you don't have freaking skates because you're not skating along you have to grip the ground because you have regular freaking shoes yeah it's weird i'm sorry i'm going in aneurysm <laughs> yeah it's 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 really really shitty and like the multiverse point where like they bring back all the different characters like you see the christopher reed superman the um mm-hmm. It's not Cardine. I forget who, the, the actress name who played the original Supergirl. Yep. You see her. You see the Nicolas see... Cage Superman b- fighting the giant spider. Which was a nice, like, mwah kiss. We see a bunch of different, uh, I think, Batmans and whatnot. But, like, mm-hmm. the stupid thing is, is that, like, I understand Christopher Reed and the other guy. Yeah, Christopher Reed's dead and the other guy's not, not that young anymore. Mm-hmm. But, like, Nicolas Cage is still around. Why do you why do you make a really shitty video game version of him and not just use the actor? Exactly. You, if you if they had called up Nick Cage and said, "Hey, we want you just to do this little bit in the movie," he would have been there before they even finished the sentence. Yeah, and even and I don't like, think I would, think of is that maybe they couldn't afford him, which is probably poss- possibly true. Or and then he just gave his consent to use, use his, his face. likeness, but it looks it looks like garbage. And the yeah. whole point and the the whole sequence is almost a waste because. It's, there's no point to it. It's not like they all come together to fight Zod and the big bad guy, which they never fucking resolve that situation either. No, they just say, oh, well, this multiverse world is just doomed. Okay, bye. Fuck it. And leave. Yeah, like, by killing the other Flash doesn't stop the fact that Zod showed up in that universe, wants to find Supergirl and kill her. Yeah. And the fact, and what's really weird is, like, they're trying to replay the scene where Superman goes out and meets... Uh, turns himself in Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. But instead, in this universe, Superman's not there because uh, Zod's already found Kyle as a baby and has already killed him. Mm-hmm. He didn't have it, the codex that 
Supergirl in this universe has it. And then he basically starts to war the humans right then and there. And it's like, this this battle is taking forever. And it's like, yeah. it wouldn't take forever for this to happen. Because when, even when Superman showed up and started fighting them, uh, Zod took off and left. And he left his two war- warriors to fight. Here, him and all his ships are fighting jets and shit. It's like, why is this taking forever? Like, Zod would have wiped them all out immediately. Yeah. It's really weird. And do not watch. Uh, unless yeah. it's just to watch Michael Keaton. And even then, you're just wanting, wanting so bad a Batman Beyond live action where Michael Keaton plays old man Bruce and then he has his dog Ace with him and it would be beautiful and perfect. And I would love to see that. But that is never going to happen because of stupid freaking Flash. Yeah. And like I said, <laughs> their main conflict here was Zod being the bad guy yeah. and the fact that they're in this fight and they can't stop... Uh, prevent Batman from dying or Supergirl from dying at the end of the fight. They keep going, one of the flashes keep going back in time over and over trying to fix it. And they both keep dying. And you just see them die in a variety of ways. Yeah, and killing that flash doesn't prevent them from dying, doesn't stop that universe from from falling apart. All that happens is, oh, I killed him. Okay, I'm going to try and go back to my universe. And like, after this whole speech about why do you want to stay in our universe and save this one? Yeah. Oh, because you need to, because, uh, you know, I want I want to save you guys. And it's like, well, I guess he didn't after he killed himself. So he went back to, try to go back to his own universe. Yeah. And this is where it doesn't make sense where, like, James Gunn's like, oh, this resets the DCU. Because he goes back, everything seems to be like, okay, he's in the proper universe, which, impossible to tell because there's no way to know where you're going with how their time theory is working. Yeah. And in this universe, when Batman shows up, Bruce Wayne shows up, it's George Clooney at the end. Yep. So it's like, all right, you're not in the right universe. What the fuck? How's that reset everything? Are you going to bring back the next DC? Batman's going to be George Clooney again? I doubt that, it. You're not gonna I don't do think that. they can afford George Clooney for a full movie. And he's too old to do that shit too, right? Yeah. So it's like, no. Again, unless you do old man Bruce. But so you're not going to have I don't want George to be Clooney be the next Batman. Ben Affleck, I feel like, is a terrible Batman. He's doing some weird-ass voice. As Bruce Wayne and Batman for some reason. Yeah. Um, the CGI and all this looks absolutely terrible compared to its competitors. Like, I mean... Oh, especially the, the hospital scene with the babies. The babies look that terrible. That was just... Oh. All of it. All the CGI it's looks just, unbelievably bad. It looks like it's 20, 30 years old technology being used. When it's competitors this year for like the Barbie movie, uh, oh. Oppenheimer's all all oh, those uh, practical, practical but, but like Indiana Barbie. Jones, Indy. a bunch of stuff. Their CG is way more up yeah. to up to standard Snuff. standard uh, expectations than the Flash was. Oh. This movie is fucking terrible. If they want to do a DCU, they should just stop trying to connect shit and start all just over start and fresh. just. Here's the Aquaman movies. Here's Wonder Woman movies. Hey, if you're going to do a new Superman, fine. Do a new Superman. Henry Cavill's your best one you had since Christopher Reeves. I'm sorry, but that's a fact. Yeah. Um, They completely screwed themselves. They just need to just stick to making one good movie at a time and stop trying to Try- get this MCU thing down that, that they obviously can't figure out. Yeah. Even though, if you look at the MCU... You see the blueprint for how to do it properly, and they still haven't figured out how to do it properly. So dumb. Um, so dumb. James Gunn will bring some good comedy to it, but I don't think... If he thinks that this was a good movie and a good way to reset the universe, 
I'm uh, scared. He, he's, it's bad. <laughs> I'm um, scared. <laughs> and this is what happens to a lot of directors. Like there's a lot of good directors. Like Spielberg is a yes. good is a great director, but guess what? AI was a piece of shit. Yep. And it was terrible. And he thought that was a great way, great rendition of a Pinocchio story, which it wasn't. Yeah. Well, Spielberg had a long run from the late 90s through the 2000s where his films just didn't hit. Mm-hmm. And then um, when he started kind of going back to his roots uh, with. That one movie with the kids and the alien. I forget its name. Um, oh, well, he's producing. That was a Super 8. Because that was a yes. J.J. Abrams film, I believe. Oh, well, never mind. But, but you know what I'm getting J.J. Abrams he... is his protege. Yeah. Um. So, like, that was... And I think he, I think Alien Entertainment probably helped produce that. Or he was maybe a producer on there. But... Um, but, yeah, yeah. He, when he started going back to actually doing his thing, it, it got better. But, like, AI is, like... The mark I would say like, hey, here's a Spielberg film. Everyone thought it was gonna be good because it's Spielberg, and it was utter garbage. Yep. Um, it happens to all directors. They get to a point where like everybody thinks anything that they make is great is gonna be great, and they make something that's just terrible. Um, James Gunn has had a kind of a short run because he's done the the Guardians movies basically. Uh, he's been a very funny guy who did a lot of uh, funny stuff early into early on YouTube and whatnot. But um, Suicide Squad was great. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad and a Peacemaker were, were was a great show that he did, um, but who knows if his next Superman is going to be any good? Um, honestly, it's I, hard to do a good Superman to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I thought that Henry Cavill's storyline that Christopher Nolan and Zack Snyder started was really good. They just needed to ex- wait and expand more on that and give us a couple more Superman movies before they gave us a Justice League or a Team Up movie, right? Because Henry Cavill portrayed it as here's Superman. Struggling with his humanity and with being a Kryptonian and like, which one should I be a type of, and how how should I deal with how humans treat me, this and that. Yeah. And really like diving into what the crux, what the conflict for Superman is being Superman and not just, here's a superhero who's way overpowered and can just be anything and everything, which is boring. That's why a lot of people can't do Superman correctly because they can't make him weak other than here's a Kryptonian rock. Yeah. Um, Which is a big old crutch, yeah. to be honest. Cause they had like, to have some weakness for him in the comic books because he was too powerful. Yeah, and then they also throw in, like, magic slips him up, too, once in a while. That's yeah. why, like, Zatara can do, Yeah, like, magic can him. affect Superman, too, which is also a stupid thing. Yeah. It's like, it, they had to do something. Again, that, comics have to. Had to do something because that was a character that was just created too powerful, but he's too classic just to get rid of. Yes. Um, but honestly, like, for, as far as the Flash movie goes, this is a garbage movie. Don't bother watching it if Please you haven't don't. seen it yet. If you want to save yourself, if you want to waste two and a half hours, fine. <laughs> but I'm telling you, this is not good by any means. It's funny to see Nicolas Cage fight a giant spider because if you know where that came from, that's all from an evening with Kevin Smith conversation where Kevin Smith was pitched to do a Superman movie, and the guy who was pitching a movie to wanted to use Nicolas Cage and said they had to fight a giant spider because spiders were the most dangerous predators on the planet type yeah. of bullshit. It's the same producer who produced Wild Wild West and why they fought a giant mechanical spider at the end of that movie. Yep. That's the joke with that. And if you didn't know, but that's where that comes from is a conversation uh, with Kevin Smith uh, back when he used to do his old, his old college shows. Mm-hmm. The Superman and uh, Batman... Uh, 
cameos that they do in that whole sequence are a complete waste. It's like you might as well it's just a put sad waste. You might as well just put a still image from their movies there, and because they don't yeah. do anything, they're just there for they you just to see. Stand there, which in their movies there's plenty of scenes where you see them like stand and turn to camera. Like I was those. expecting them to bring them Jesus. in to fight in this battle against Zod, and they all defeat Zod, yeah. save that universe, and go back to where they come from. Not. Oh, look, the multiverse is collapsing. Hey, look, there's that Superman. There's that Batman. There's that one. There's that Flash. It's like, this is Wait. stupid. What a waste of time. Yeah. Um, Waste of time, waste of money, because maybe they could have saved that and put it to making the CGI a little better. Yeah. Like I said, if you watch it, the CGI is terrible. Everything oh. in this movie is just bad. So our opinion get... is don't watch it. Yeah. It's not worth giving It's hard them to the get view. through. I, I, I drank a lot of wine through that sitting, and it, oof. Ezra it Miller is probably never going to act again in Hollywood Please, after no. his bullshit. Michael Keaton will make a great old man Bruce for Batman Beyond movie. Please do it. Uh, Sasha Cowley, who played uh, Supergirl, did very did good for her part, but I mean, like. Yeah, but it's just so, like, boop. She's, done, she's nothing in this movie, though, basically. Yeah. So. She's just kind of like, oh, we need, like, a filler role. Yeah. for uh superman yeah so, so that's that it's sad just don't watch it it's not worth it we'll be moving on now to <laughs> so a couple things happened this week there's yes. gamescom uh one thing one new story we'll talk about real quick is bioware came out to announce not about what's going on with uh dragon age or the next mass effect but to tell us that they fired 50 of their staff uh yes. some were right well, as they put it eliminated yeah, eliminated 50 staff. 50 roles. Roles, because they... Their some work. people are saying, yeah, they were very bloated, and that's why it's happening. But honestly, what was holding them back is they probably had too, they had too many people in leadership roles who weren't decisive enough to make decisions, which has co- which caused all the issues with Andromeda and other stuff. I Anthem. Mean, Anthem and all that. And the fact that uh, the only update that they gave is that Mike Gamble is still the lead on Mass Effect 4, and they're in pre-production, and hopefully they're, they're going to try and make uh, Dreadwolf the best Dragon Age game they possibly can, yeah. which, honestly, the best Dragon Age is Dragon Age Origins. Yep. If you haven't played it, that's the one you need to play. It's the best. Ignore all the brown. It is a good, good story. story. Good decision-making that actually affects the gameplay quite yes. a bit. Um. Whereas two is boring as fuck, oh, Inquisition is not that great. Um, well, Inquisition suffered from that bloatiness effect where they felt like they had to do an open world, and for that type of game and narrative at that time, really shouldn't have done that, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think it should have either. It was kind, of, it was very blah to me, and the fact that. The main villain in that game has nothing to really do with what this Dread Wolf game is. The Dread Wolf stuff is all on the side that you would only really get a whole, get the whole story. You have to play as an elf, yeah, and you have to um, make sure Solus is in your party all the time because anytime he's speaking Elvish, only an elf person will be able to get the subtitles for what the fuck he's saying. Yep, and then and then see also that play and see where it leads to. Yeah, and then also play the uh, last DLC from that yeah. game. Um, so that's bad storytelling and writing on their part. All yep. the great writers and idea people at Bioware have left all left a long time ago. Uh, Casey uh, was the last one. He came back to like try and save Anthem and then he quickly left. <laughs> yeah. 
And the Smart. fact that <laughs> the fact that Mike Gamble is still there, which he's been, was there prior to EA owning them, but the fact that like they said he's the head of Mass Effect Four, isn't like really, really you know oh great we have somebody still good in charge because this is the same person who was tweeting all about how great Anthem was and how deep the story was in Anthem, and we all know Anthem was a piece of shit. He literally sat there and lied so they would get people to buy the game after their failed demo of it, mm-hmm. um, trying to ensure everybody that there was more substance when there wasn't. So having that person at head of Mass Effect 4 doesn't make me think Mass Effect 4 is going to be any good. Um, they clearly don't listen to their fans. I mean, if they did, they would have brought multiplayer to Legendary Edition yep. uh, instead of just let me remake Legendary, which was great because it's three really great games. You can't fuck that up. Um, so it was a cash grab to remake that stuff, which is fine. It looked good anyway, but not to give us multiplayer when that's what the fans were wanting. They would have paid for paid for extra DLC to have it. Yep. Missed opportunity by them to put people like him in charge of Mass Effect 4 is like, that's not reassuring. He's probably going to fuck it up and probably try and tell us that it's great. So who the fuck knows? Um, them firing people doesn't tell me things are going to be more streamlined or better for them. Especially um, when uh, allegedly Dreadwolf's supposed to come out in 2024. Yeah, and like they didn't fire the top people; they fired the people on the bottom. Yeah, bottom people working, yeah. uh, story writers. They didn't fire the decision makers who can't make good decisions or who keep bloating things like, "Hey, we should do this, we should do that." So, I have no faith in like any Bioware's games being good yeah. until after they come out and we see what they actually are. Um, but that's the big that's the big Bioware news is that for some reason during Gamescom where everybody's making game announcements. Instead of giving any update, real updates on their two projects that they've not meant, talked about at all in years, they tell us we're fi- they're firing 50 people to better focus their studio. See if that works or not, who the fuck knows, but it seems like it was a stupid move to announce that this week when everyone else is announcing great things to look forward to. They announce something that makes, it look, makes them look bad. Yeah. Um, on the other side, Starfield has basically been the only big thing sweeping all the gamescom there was no playability of starfield at gamescom but there was a thir- uh, 30 minute demo of the very beginning of the game which i can see why because with it being coming out so close you don't want any yeah. leaks <clears throat> there was they... one leak from oh, a guy yes. in i'll say it was minnesota or ohio or whatnot where he, it's really stupid too because like when these people leak shit you obviously know that they're not real gamers because this is a guy who didn't go and get a capture card or and capture the footage and put up a good like looking hey here's a good leak of 40 minutes of early gameplay he literally videotaped it on uh panoramics uh <laughs> on his phone not panoramic but vertically on his phone oh. while trying to play with one hand and doing a terrible job at it. most people who saw that leak comment on how terrible the guy is who's playing it and probably because he has he's using his phone in one hand and the controller in the other trying to do character creation and play through the first 40 minutes of the game leaks it also ends up being leaks it from the one place where you can leak a game from. He stole them from his warehouse. He worked, (laughs) which really easy to fucking track that shit down when this Mm -hmm. stuff happens. And then he go, he gets busted for all this because not only did he put his name on his face out there and all that stuff for this, of course, they're going to go find him because they're going to try and get re. They're going to try and and get the disc back from that he leaked it from. Originally, the story was that he got delivered to him early, like he purchased it. And usually, in those cases, 
developers don't care. That shit happens. They just take down all your content. They may ban your account until game actually releases to prevent you from actually putting anything up. Um, but they don't usually do any, anything other than that. But the problem was that this guy stole between $10,000 to $20,000 worth of merchandise from his warehouse, including Starfield games, which he was trying to sell on a black market site. For what, what was it? like? It's a Japanese site. Yeah, and it was a ridiculous amount he was yeah, trying to Yeah, he was trying to sell for $600. Yeah. Really stupid. For a game that's coming out in less, less than, five, than two weeks. Yeah, like five days for early access for the $100 version, and then next week it, or on the 6th, it'll be out for free for everybody who has uh, Game, game Pass. Pass. So nobody's going to buy Starfield for $600. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. So he got busted for that, busted for drug possession, uh, which <laughs> it still is marijuana, but it was, it was like the drug arrest that in his mugshot they have, it says he's arrested for drug possession. But there's also grand theft of up to $10,000, yeah. which means he's definitely going to be going to jail for that. Um, moral <laughs> story is don't wait, don't try and blow 15 minutes of fame on leaking a game. You're not going to go anywhere. You're going to get a week, a week of news stories about how you're an idiot and nobody's going to see your footage because people who people don't want to see it aren't going to look it up. And it's not going to be up very long. And you're going to get caught. They're going to find you. Like, yeah. the only time it's okay to play a game early is if it gets delivered to you early. Don't leak anything. Yep. Or if you have permission from the developer. Yeah. Or if you don't leak anything, if you do happen to, like, get your game a week early from Amazon or something, play it all you want. Just don't leak anything. And you should be fine. This that this exact same thing happened with Grand Theft Auto Five. A ton of people got the game a week early from Amazon because it got shipped out early, and those people were a okay to play the game. They just didn't couldn't leak anything, yeah. and they didn't. And none of those people got banned or arrested or any of that shit. So this guy was a complete idiot. Did that leak leak that stuff? There's a bunch of other information that came out about the game, which uh, raises some more questions. Like they say it has a new game plus, but it's a new game plus with a new twist to it. So it's not going to just it's not going to just be you start with all your gear, items, and ships and all that. There's going to be something different about this new game plus that we don't know. Yeah. Um. There's going to be. Um. That was a cat meowing. Okay, shut up, cat. Uh, there's been a lot of information about how you start off the game, mainly just being that you start off as a miner and then the game kicks off and then you end up after your. This first intro, uh, intro mission, then you do your character creation, and then the game takes off. People like Pete Hines had said, had said some stuff like, hey, the game doesn't really feel like it starts until after you beat the main campaign, mm-hmm. which people are misinterpreting as in, oh, you have to just blast through the main campaign before you can actually do anything, yeah. which that's not true. It, what he basically means is that like, like people who've played, there's tons of people out there who play Skyrim who've never beaten Skyrim. <laughs> they've not finished the main campaign of Skyrim because they're too busy doing other stuff. That's very much what can happen in this game is that you can go through the main campaign, find there's still a ton of stuff to do after that. So you can either do a new game plus after you beat it completely or just continue exploring and checking everything out and playing all the different side quests mm-hmm. and finding the fun in the game. It sounds like this game is massively huge and the extra year that they used on on bug testing, I was also uh, brought reports of that this is ext- the, probably the most polished Bethesda game that they've ever had. Just saying a lot People for Bethesda. Said they, they've played for fifteen plus hours or more and still have not found any bugs or anything That's like that. Good sign. 
Um, it's on an iteration of 1.6. On day one, it should have another update that'll put it to 1.7 something. So there's been lots of iterations since they've got completed the main game, mm-hmm. which means this might be the first game to basically come out on new consoles that is not a bug fest. I mean, Diablo 4 probably it wasn't either, um, but this is the first like single player huge RPG that's not going to be littered with bugs as soon as it launches. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, which would be really good. The other big news out this week was Cyberpunk. Yes. Uh, Phantom Liberty is coming out on September 26th, which we already knew, but they actually show some gameplay and how uh, the perk systems and everything has been changed. It looks so good. They've completely changed how this gameplay is. So as a lot of people have been saying, like, hey, wait to play, do, do a replay or play through the game again until the 2.0 update comes out. And after um, seeing this, you see why. Yeah, everything is completely different. Like you can, uh, what they did mention is that the Phantom Liberty DLC starts after the Voodoo Boy missions. Okay. Uh, in the game story, which makes sense because um, where that's when places first, next yeah, to uh, Pacifica. Pacifica, yeah. Um, but they also said like, hey, if you just want to jump right in, you can start a new game, and like The Witcher Three, you can just start the DLC. Right. Um, but you can play the DLC and go back to the uh, main vanilla game quest back and forth. You don't, you're not locked into Dogtown when you start Dogtown. You can That's leave nice. and go back and forth as you please. Yeah, which is definitely nice. A lot of DLC, especially when it's a new area, it's like, all right, you're here, you can't leave, you got to do yeah. this. And it you can't leave sucks. until you finish it. Um, this you can go and play a bunch of other side missions if you want to, and go back and forth like regular Cyberpunk. Um, they showed not only the perk system and combat stuff that's been upgraded, they also showed the car combat stuff that's yeah. been upgraded. They elaborated more on that, that like as you, you'll get car missions that will help you unlock more weapons for some of your cars. And then they also finally broke down how stuff is separated. Mm-hmm. Update 2.0, everybody gets for free. If you have a current-gen console, you'll get the update. This will not be going out for Xbox One X or Xbox One or PlayStation 4. You guys get no more updates. You don't get Phantom <laughs> Liberty. You have to buy a new console if you want to play this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the perk systems um, and all that will be updated for everybody. Car combat will be updated for everybody. But the specific relic perks is with Phantom Liberty because the way to update that are only found in the Phantom Liberty area. Mm-hmm. Um, and the car missions that you go on to update your car combat is only Phantom Liberty. Right. So that's broken down. The only thing that's not been answered for sure is when does 2.0 drop? Now, the rumor is is that because this is changing the minimum requirements in in order to play it on PC, it's upping it, that they have to give a 90-day notice that that was going to happen, which they did a, a while ago, saying that puts like the earliest time that they can update 2.0 would be on September 11th, uh, which that could happen. And I think it would be a good idea to let people play with 2.0, get that down, and then jump into Phantom Liberty rather than just drop it all at once. But I'm pretty sure they're not telling anybody that because with the confusion of what comes with what, people are just buying Phantom Liberty to make sure that they get the two, get everything 2.0 has. Right. Um, we'll see if they change that next in the ne- next week or two. But... People are anticipating we might get 2.0 as early as the 11th, or the latest will be the 26th. Mm-hmm. But we'll get that. 
Um, if we do get it early, I would suggest yeah, that's when you start your new game. Start playing around with how the new systems work, how it plays. If you're going to play with a, a character you already built, you definitely can. Uh, they did say that what basically happens is immediately you'll get a mission from Vic that causes you to uh, change out your cyberware. And that will kick off you using the new system because what they've also changed is that armor is no longer determined on your clothing. Mm-hmm. Clothing is all is just going to be purely cosmetic, and your armor is now going to be based off of the cyberware you install. Okay. And there are penalties for installing too much cyberware. Yes. Uh, it's not necessarily cyberpsychosis, but there's are there's penalties that it looks like to like health and some other things. If you install too much cyberware, but there are also perks that let you install more cyberware than you normally should be able to to do. So you're gonna want to look over the perk system, see how it all works, and what it builds up to. Uh, it looks very interesting how they changed it. This is going to be a completely different game than before. Yes. This does supposedly add a new ending, possibly. Yes, uh, that it, is confirmed. Though. That is confirmed, but I don't know how much of it a change of an ending it brings. Yeah. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> It should be, it's going to be a completely different game than what launched, basically, because yeah. of how they've changed stuff. Uh, the main thing with perks is that it's no longer just percentage increases to, like, damage or critical hits. They're now actually abilities that will change the way you play. Um, so, that's the big news from uh, Cyberpunk. Starfield is less than five days away from uh, early access. That will be available Thursday the 31st, uh, basically, in the U.S., starting at... Um, I think for either 5 p.m. or 9 p.m. Pacific Pacific time, uh, you'll be able to boot up early access, and then uh, it'll be out on the sixth uh, or the fifth at probably like 9 p.m. or 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, for Game Pass for everyone else, unless you buy it. Uh, that's the game news this week. We'll be mm -hmm. back next week with uh, more on Ahsoka and, and some initial thoughts on Starfield. Yep. Um, and anything else that comes up that week, uh, let us know what your thoughts oh, are. Isn't there, um, a sh another show coming out? Uh, Wheel of Time starts Wheel on the first. There we go. So we'll talk about Wheel of Time. Season two of Wheel of Time comes out on the first and we'll be t talking about that. Yeah. Um, so a lot of stuff. To oh, talk and One Piece. I don't know when One Piece lands, I forget. The, the 30th. Oh, it's the 30th. I, I was, believe I it's was the 30th. September. I, I believe it's okay. 30th so of August. If that comes out, we'll talk about that as well, uh, next week. So we'll have plenty to talk about then. Let us know what you think of Ahsoka if you watched it. Uh, what you thought of the Flash, Flash if you saw it in the theaters or if you already watched it on Max or that. You can, We're sorry if you watched yeah. it. <laughs> uh, let us know in the comments below or hit us up on uh, nerdcrusade.com. Uh, you can catch our streams on Twitch at thenerdcrusade.com as well as them being on uh, YouTube at the Nerd Crusade. Mm -hmm. uh, so check us out there. Say hi. Let us know what you think. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.